0: What about you? Because you are a happy guy. Why do you attract the the sacks? I think they're drawn to the
1: light. (laughs) (laughs) Man of the Year. Man of the Year. Man of the Year. Welcome to the number one friendship podcast in the country. I'm Aaron Caro. I'm Matt Ritter. Guys, we have a new sponsor. Man of the Year is sponsored by Mizzen and Main Performance Golfware. Use Man of the Year promo code for $35 off any purchase of $125 or more. Sweet deal. Shop now at Mizzen, M-I-Z-Z-E-N-A-N-D-M-A-I-N.com.
0: Matt, I think one of the hallmarks of this pod is that you say something kind of earnest. And then I just (laughs) guffaw (laughs) in your face with my sort of obnoxious laugh. And then I cry inside. (laughs) And there's three things that have come up about this that I wanted to mention. One, a couple people said, Oh, is that your real laugh? Yeah, yours. You have a great guffaw. That's, you've known my whole life. That's my real legend, legendary guffaw. In fact, sometimes I'll just be watching TV by myself and you loud down the I go, Whoa, wow. Wow, I really, I am legit. I'm legit.
1: The second thing is, do you have any cavities? Never. No cavity. You cavities. know this about me. Never had a can of soda in my life. I don't I've never mm. had candy in my life. But you don't go to the dentist. I go to the dentist every more often than you, I
0: <laughs> So when I guffaw, Yeah. I, I last said, I have one cavity I think I got when I was like 7. I have a silver filling. I've seen it and you could see it and it just I'm like that's horrific. Yeah, maybe you should change your guffaw angle. I know. Theo, can you change your angle? And I'm like so self-conscious
1: like I have who has a cavity? Yeah, should you laugh down? I don't know. Maybe Can't you need to that. laugh down. Would it change the volume if you, lat, if you angled it's, it it's down? Not, it's more,
0: you gotta you got it Yeah, because I that. love
1: your head. I love how you're involuntarily, yeah. your head just like jolts So back. no cavities? None. Do you floss? Yeah, I floss. I do everything. So, But I think it's really just the sugar. I, I've i had so little sugar in my 43 years because I don't drink soda. Never had a can of soda and I did never have liked candy. Yeah. So those are like... But you do love a cupcake. I love a good cupcake. They call me the cupcake they kid. They call me the cupcake
0: kid. And the third thing I wanted to bring up was that it seems to me in this podcast in our friendship that you make me laugh more than I make you. laugh.
1: <laughs> is that true? I, I don't know. You're actually not like a big laugher. Uh, I don't know. It's hard to make you laugh. It is hard. I don't. Well, I, now I'm feeling bad. Am I not laughing when you're saying? No, funny I'm stuff? just saying like your personality. Like you don't really like laugh. Well, I do. When I get into a laugh, I get when I get into a laugh, I get into a laughing fit. Yeah. I get into, it takes me, you know, I like got a, a good, you gotta have a good, you gotta have a good joke. I mean, we're comedians. It's yeah. harder. I think it's so hard. Cause like after doing stand up for like two decades, yeah. you're just conditioned to just tell it, see the joke coming from a mile. Not, not you
0: personally. <laughs> Here we go. Uh-huh. But I just
1: think in general, like, yeah. you know, it's just the the bar for funny gets, gets raised. But yeah, I think I laugh enough.
0: <laughs> well, it just, it just, you know, brings up this topic of bi-directionality. Okay. Which is whether your friendships go both ways.
1: So now I'm getting smeared for not laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying like, that's just our way
0: into the topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think we, what a smear, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, it's an important topic that a lot of people reached out to us that like, they have friends that seem to be taking more than they're giving. Yeah. Um, see, I
1: knew this was a smear. Yeah. <laughs> this whole thing was a, I'm not giving the laugh that I should. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um,
0: well, I'm just like, may you know, are you are you. Maybe you're giving more to me than I'm giving to you. Yeah, maybe it's yeah, maybe it's that. It's probably yeah. that.
1: Yeah, if it, yeah, it's probably it's definitely that.
0: Um, and you know, one part of healthy relationships is that there's give and take. Yeah. So I thought we would talk today about bidirectionality, whether our listeners are getting as much as they're giving or giving, you know, less than they're getting, and how we can work on that.
1: Love that topic. It's kind of amazing that we haven't specifically honed in on that yet, and it's something that is probably in every friend group that's going on. Every person who's listening to this podcast probably has one person that they don't feel is an equal friendship. I guarantee it. Cause I'm sure even you and I you well know, you just told me, you don't, you feel it's unequal. So. <laughs> no, <laughs> what, what I'm saying. Don't you think, wouldn't you agree? Almost everybody has a friend that they don't feel is an equal relationship.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm thinking of my friend, Nicole, who I love. Who just never responds to my texts? Mm. Like one out of ten. But then on the tenth one, she goes, "You want to go to the Super Bowl?
1: Stop complaining." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Is that is that uneven friendship? Yes, she's giving too much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I love her, but she just doesn't respond to my texts unless we're going to the Super Bowl.
1: <laughs> yeah, because I was going to say I have a friend like that. Uh, I don't know if I want to call him out by name. Yeah, has not you know responded to my many invites yeah. to gatherings, big or small. Right. And then, you know, we get together once every six months and he complains about how hard his life is. And then he doesn't invite me to the Super Bowl. Right. Well, I mean, let's talk about some examples of of a unilateral
0: friendship. Is it just people who are always coming to you for stuff, but
1: then they're not there for you? Well, I think the one that people probably have the most is more the unilateral communication where you're always making the plans. Or you feel like you're always the one who has to put in the effort. I would say that, like, let's start with that. Right, that's like probably the the base level of you know non balanced friendship of like why am I the one that's always calling you? Why am I the one that's always emailing you or always making the plans? Like if if I didn't call you or email you, would you would we even be friends? Like that? Right. You know, some friend pairs
0: one is more the plan maker. Yes. I mean, I think it's more the if you never hear from the other person. Right.
1: That's, that's what, what I'm wrong. saying. I think let's distinguish right because yeah. I think it's totally fine if. It's not even 50-50, it could be 80-20 in like even the communication or friend making. But if it just feels like that other person just doesn't care or like if it feels like that person would never be friends with you or like your friendship could just end if you didn't consistently do everything, like is that healthy? Right. And is that even really a friendship? Right. Because that's the question. I I sometimes feel like, oh man, there's some people in my life, like if I didn't continually you know make the communication or make the plans, like, I don't know, would we ever be friends? Like, would they just not even realize that we're no longer friends? Like, maybe that's not a friend. Well, let me ask you this. Like when
0: you have a friendship where you're kind of making all the plans, why do we do that? Is that because like the other person is just cool? And like, when you hang out, it's fun. I, I,
1: I want to say that it is a part of it. Okay. You know, like, I do want to say, like, sometimes there's people you just like, right. And you overlook that stuff because like they're busier. They're right. like cooler than you. They're cooler than you. Yeah. You're like, oh, this person's, I like them. Yeah. I want to hang out with them. I, yeah. I want their glow. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there is something to that. You know, and I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that goes back to like, you know, your childhood, high school, yeah. or, you know, all those insecurities. I wonder, I wonder if there is some sort of insecurity level involved with like continually inviting somebody who doesn't reciprocate or doesn't communicate it's- just because like they're fun or they're cool.
0: Right. It's kind of like chasing after a woman. Yeah. like, she doesn't like you back.
1: Right. Maybe it makes you want them you want to change more as a friend. But what what
0: about the friends that I'm thinking more of like they sort of take? Takers. This is different. Okay. That's different. So one is like your plan making and they're, and, and reaching out and they're, they're more passive. And then the next type of friendship is a taker. Mm-hmm. Why don't we just call it planners and fanners? Fanners. And for for our YouTube, for our non-YouTube, well, I'm fanning myself. Yeah. Planners and fanners. Yeah. So one guy's doing nothing yeah. and the other guy's planning. Okay. Well, I could
1: I could go for a mint julep right yeah. about now.
0: Planners and fanners, that's not bad. Yeah. Cause I you know, that's actually making me like a little bit more pissed off now I'm like
1: picturing it. Yeah, they're just sitting around sitting like, around. Oh, the yeah. sarsaparillin spray. <laughs> I wonder what I'll do today. I guess I'll just sit around and wait for Aaron to come up <laughs> with a plan.
0: <laughs> okay, so we got planners and fainters and, and describe the second type of non bidirectional. relationship.
1: Yeah, so look, I think takers, I have a real problem with is, you know, in a friendship where you just feel like somebody's only coming to you when they want something. Mm. They only ask you for things. It feels like every time you hang out, you're getting a request for something and they're never offering anything in return. And, and again, not that everything has to be Tit yeah. for tat or 50, 50, but I think we all know those kinds of friendships. I think we can all relate to that type of friendship where it's like, Oh, I don't want to see this person. Like, what are they going to ask me for this time?
0: And sometimes it's emotional yeah, too, right? Like they call to you complain, right? They're always, you know, have an
1: issue. Uh, but I'd almost rather them take things from me than emotional right. space. Right. You know, I'd rather just be like, Oh, you need money. I'd rather give you money than my emotional space. Yeah. Okay, so what are we calling these these, these friends? Right, so take, taker, right? So you don't want to just... Takers two too on the nose? You just call them takers, but then there's nothing for the other people. Yeah. Takers
0: and, and... Givers and takers. Givers yeah. and takers. Givers giver, and givers. Um, are they vampires? Yeah,
1: friendship vampires. Friendship vampires. Yeah, friendship Ooh. vampires.
0: So they kind of suck the energy yeah, out of you. Yeah, they suck the energy out of you. And they give nothing
1: yeah. between. Friendship okay. vampires.
0: So we'll circle back to these two types and let's just talk about the ideal friendship, which is... You know, you're both calling each other for a plan. Something like what we have. Yeah. Call each other when you need them. Um, I think they're important because, first of all, you're very secure in those. Yes. Friends. Yes. I really like what you're saying there. Security is a, one that we haven't really talked about. Like, when you're not sure if someone's like your homie, it's not that a good That sucks.
1: Feeling. That sucks. It's a shitty feeling. Yeah. When you don't know where you stand with a friend, like... The older you get, why the hell would you want that? It's so much easier to have friends where you know exactly where they stand all the time. And you're never afraid to be like, I don't know, should I send this invite? They may not respond. Yeah. You know, oh, I don't even know if they're going to respond. Should I invite them? Like, ugh, life is too short. There's so many good people out there. So I've come up with a term yeah. for these kind of
0: friendships
1: yeah. uh,
0: with two guys. And they're both sort of giving and taking equally, calling it ambrodextrous
1: ambrodextrous yeah. i like it yeah i like yeah? it all right ambrodextrous I like, I like it so how can we turn i thought you were gonna call them bifrendial
0: <laughs> <laughs> friend it's close know. it's close
1: uh, so- ah i just saw your cavity oh <laughs> gross oh gross oh that's so oh it's so like intimate Oh, I can't unsee it. I oh, can't no. Unsee it. Oh. By the way, it's like in my molar for those well, not, who are not watching. I don't know. I want you to do something about it now. Oh, I just oh. saw your cavity is the <laughs> grossest thing you've oh, ever seen. God, I've Said. seen too much. I and just, I've seen a lot. Oh, you oh, just oh, saw my cavity. Uh, it's a deep molar, guys. It was a big laugh. Oh, that, that is M32, I think. Oh, God. Um, Um, So how
0: could we turn uh, (laughs) planners and and fanners and friendship vampires into ambrodextrous relationships?
1: Well, first of all, can they be shifted, right? You're always the optimistic one. Yes. So that's the question, right? The question is, I think you have to do a bit of an assessment of this person, right? Are they... Being a fanner because you've allowed them to be because you're the
0: because you're the planner because
1: right. I, I tend to be a big planner, right? and I don't tend to mind a lot. and I think only because this podcast has started in some ways, I'm questioning whether I put in too much into some friendships mm. that I'm like, I don't get a lot out of, right? So the question is what is your obligation as the planner to go, okay, have I set up our friendship this way? Have I set up our friendship this way? Have I basically put no onus on this other person or communicated to them? hey, you need to call me sometimes.
0: Because there are those TikToks going around. I think we made a posted one from our account of like, when you travel, one friend has the itinerary, other one's like, just Venmo me.
1: Totally. And listen, when you're in a relationship too, that happens. Like my wife does the planning for our trip and I'm like, yeah. just Venmo me, babe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Venmo me. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so, so, but that, is that going against what you said? Sometimes it's okay to be in a planner,
1: f- fan of a relationship? <laughs> no, because it is okay. The question is for you is, are you okay Okay, with it? Okay, got it. So that's the question. If you're not okay with it. Right, then right. So this is different from a taker, right? Because I think a taker, I think friendship vampire, you need to really take a hard look. If it's planners and fanners, we all know some people in the friend group are the planner, but if it bothers you, you have to go, first of all, have I just set it up that way? And if I have, do I want to change it? And if I want to change it, how do I change it? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just remembering an anecdote that is just so like this. Tell me. So in
0: college, uh, our, our buddy, uh, well it just name my buddy, Sherm dog, um, my fraternity brother, we were living off campus and like everyone was, was wasted. And, uh, he, he broke my door down to my, to my, my room and then ran through it. I think you ran through it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It might've been Dave, but I think it was Sherm dog. And, uh, And then the next day he's like, I'm sorry. I'll like, you know, call the campus apartments to get you a new door. (laughs) Get you a new door. And then he, he never did. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? And he's like, you, I just knew like you would, you would get it done faster than I would.
1: (laughs) 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 Which is fucking insane. Uh, That's ridiculous. But true? It's true. I, I actually think for this podcast, sometimes I'm like, you know, when we're like editing and stuff and I'm like. I think there's probably a little part of me of like, you're so much more organized. You know, there's a part of me that just wants to be like, yeah, you just do it. You know, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, but yeah. I think with somebody like you, yeah, people's natural inclination is just to go like, oh, Carol organize it. Yeah. You know? So I think in some ways, a lot of us who are planners set ourselves up for that. Right? What do you so- think of Sherm Dog's? No, he should have called and fixed it. That's crazy. (laughs) Oh, I knew you'd get your door fixed. Yeah, of course. I'm not gonna live without a door in my house. Yo, like if you broke if you broke somebody's car window and you didn't Uh, get a thing. Oh, I knew you wouldn't drive around without a car window. But yeah, obviously, there's something
0: kind of just brilliant about that. Like, oh, I just thought you would do it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of (laughs) course I
1: am. I'm not gonna like almost respect. Yeah, he's like, I (laughs) I just knew you wouldn't walk around with no door in your house. (laughs) It's ridiculous oh yeah oh, but i was gonna pay you for it but yeah. you do it no i hate when people do that it's like oh well you get it and i'll i'll pay you for it it's like well then that's not you doing the thing
0: so a couple of things i do as a, as a planner who knows a lot of fanners god i really like that one uh will agree on plans and i'll say can you book it can you set it up can you do it and then usually they're like oh yeah they realize i haven't done shit in forever it's really easy
1: yeah you're right If you spread the wealth of the chore, you'll know right away what you're dealing
0: with. Another thing I want to delineate a little bit is that if something is happening, assign one of the tasks. Yes. So in other words, if me and you were going to dinner, I'd say... Will you make the res? That's one thing. If me and you were going on a trip, I'm like, you're in charge of getting the groceries. Yeah. Those are both- Except for the
1: ice, which I always tell you about last minute. I was going
0: to say ice and I stopped (laughs) myself because I would never assign you get the ice. You don't have like PTSD whenever I drive over here because I'm like, is
1: he going to call me to get ice? You're not even having a party. I could picture Cairo like Just turning around, like just instinctually to the Gelson's, I got to get ice without me even telling him because I always tell him last minute.
0: You know, we're going to have probably a big party here for your birthday this summer. And like, I'm already thinking about like, what's the ice situation? You're
1: going to need to get the ice.
0: Yeah. So, so those are two very small things. Just give them a task or just tell them, okay, you got to do it. Now, of course the thing is they could just not do it.
1: That's the problem. So I don't know if I should tell this story. Um, My wife planned somebody's party Mm -hmm. and was hosting, was kind enough to host it here. And these other girls that she didn't really know foisted a lot of the responsibility on her when the main responsibility was just, we were gonna host and they were gonna do everything else. Mm-hmm. And they did not step up at all. And they kind of knew, cause my wife's an event planner, yeah. that she, they were like, oh, well, you're better at this. That's the other thing they pull. And they pulled that. Without, well, that was the door thing. Yeah, they pulled that on her and I was yeah. really pissed about it. yeah They pulled the, oh, you're better at this. It's like, no. This was your responsibility. She's doing you a favor. And now you've flipped that. And I think a lot of people do that to their friends who happen to be planners. And I think you should all know that they don't really like that. But I also think if you're the planner, you do have to communicate it. Otherwise, it'll continue. You'll continue getting steamrolled. I mean, when
0: we had our Man of the Year podcast launch party, I mean, you did most of it. Yes. But I think if you said, can you do X, I would have done But it. I
1: didn't mind it. I, yeah. listen, I like... Here's yeah. the difference. We like throwing parties here and we like to do all the planning, but this yeah. wasn't a party for right. my wife. Right. So it was like, hey, we're doing you a favor. And that's the other part of it. It's like context. Like if somebody's like doing you a favor and you're foisting the work on them, like that's not cool. Can I ask you a tangential thing? Yeah. Um, so every
0: like Christmas Eve or something, uh, I used to go to my friend's in-laws uh up in like I don't even know anything in California outside of LA. What's north of LA? What's west
1: of LA? Well, north San Francisco. <laughs> no, no, not or, uh, that Paso far. Paso Robles, not that far. Like the you Central know, Coast, like half an hour. Anyway,
0: Ojai, Ventura. As we've discussed many times on the podcast, family can
1: mm-hmm. also be friends.
0: No, I mean your right. friends' family, oh. your friends' parents, your friends' yeah. in-laws. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lay it on thick. Yes, be extra nice. Uh, and I always be like, "What can I bring?" And they'd be like, "No, no, no, no. Like we don't need anything. It's totally fine." Of course, I bring yeah. wine anyway. Uh, And then every year she'd be like, you're the only one who brought anything. That's such a low-hanging fruit. um, But what do you think about, do you always show up
1: with wine or something? Yeah, I always do. We always do. Like the only time we don't is if it's like last minute that we decided to come and we just, you know, like it's not going to happen. Because you
0: talked about no gifts. This is different than no gifts. Yes.
1: Yeah. I like to try to show up with a dinner party with some wine. Yeah. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Aaron... This summer, Mizen and Maine is here to bring back male friendships. We know something about that.
0: These shirts could have come in handy when you were a lawyer.
1: Oh, I was sneaking out of the office and getting caught
0: because you were wearing a obvious golf shirt.
1: Oh yeah, it like had the little guy playing, playing golf, golf. On. <laughs> <laughs> right? And shorts with little guys playing golf, right?
0: And the, and your boss was like, "What are you doing?" And be like, "I'm I'm working on." Oh
1: yeah, no, totally. I'm getting this brief done. What, what do you mean? But if you had Mizen and Maine then, oh, I would have rolled up wearing a more comfortable shirt and pants to work, and then just walked right out and be like, yeah, hey, I'm going to get lunch six hours later on the golf course with my buddies drinking beers. So I guess the tagline is Mizzen and Maine playing hooky with your bookie. Love it. <laughs> That's amazing. That's genius. So guys, use man of the year promo code for $35 off any purchase of $125 or more. That's Mizzen, M-I-Z-Z-E-N, and Main. Sneak out of work this Friday with your buddies. And now, back to the show.
0: Okay, so we've talked about planners and fanners how do we deal with a friendship vampire
1: so i have a lot of sad sacks in my life lately for whatever reason a lot of these woe is me type guys you know these types like the like the snoopy character that has the storm cloud yeah i just feel like i have too many of those and i'm a very positive happy guy and it's so it just doesn't jibe with my energy very well i'm like i you very say nice jibe or jive? Jive. jive? jive? what is it jibe or jive? i, I think, think it's-, it's a jibe
0: <laughs> is this another one of those? Is that not I right? I think it actually is jibe, but I think people may say jibe, and I think it
1: could be jibe. I can't tell if I'm the if I'm part of the stupid people <laughs> crew or the smart person that has. What was the converted. thing that we did
0: the other day that I don't know? This it was it.
1: something else. But, but what, what about? I'm sorry. What about
0: you? Because you are a happy yeah. guy. Why do you attract the, the sacks? Well, I think they're drawn to the light.
1: <laughs> like balls to the flame. It attracts the sacks. Yeah. I, tra- I attract the sacks. Yeah. So, and you know, look, on this pod, we're very big about wanting people to be vulnerable. So I don't want to say, hey, don't be vulnerable because mm. then you're going to be a sad sex. It's like have a little bit of self-awareness. Kara always talks about this. Like, how are you so self-unaware that if I see you five times and every one of those times is about something that you don't have or you're not doing or it just it gets to be the point where like ah god i don't know if i want to go meet this person for lunch (laughs) sorry i attract the sex you
0: attract the sex
1: so friendship
0: vampires by definition are sort of taking more than they're giving now there's two ways to think about it would you rather them take less or would you rather them give more
1: it's funny because i used to say i don't ask for enough in my friends Mm. that's sort of something i'm trying to work on of like when I need something from people, I want to be like... Seems you
0: never have trouble. except for Cairo. Yeah. Except yeah. for yeah. Cairo. Yeah.
1: Him. And it's always ice. I've never had any problem. And it's always ice. No, I just meant emotionally. I, yeah. I wasn't asking enough, yeah. I think, in my friendships. And now I think I'm pretty good with that. So I don't think it's necessarily like, oh, I need more. I think it's because I'm fulfilled on how much I need. Mm. I think that's part of it. Like when you're talking about bi-directionality, when you're somebody who's kind of getting everything you need out of your friendships, then like somebody's trying to pull so much. Yeah. And they're not giving you any and you're like but i don't really need them to give i just don't want them to be pulling that emotional space out of you so i think there's probably two types of friendship vampire relationships
0: one we're like you need stuff like jill like i need you and you're just like not there for me and then there's a just like i don't need anything from you but like i can't hear this fucking nonsense anymore
1: right i feel like you definitely get tired of people's like (laughs) (laughs) nonsense.
0: yeah because i also don't typically need that much although i will say when we did our social scores, I scored low on like asking for and like receiving stuff.
1: Yeah. yeah I think we're both working on that, you know, yeah. like that's something. Cause I, I think we're, you know, we're also predisposed to like, you're very social. And so people are attracted to us and they want to share their, their stuff. But I think there's a, there's a fine line of like, Hey, now you're taking, but then the other taking, which I also don't like, we have a friend who's been coming around and like asking for things like what it's Things like money related or like we should do this project together or like wanting to collaborate it's almost like every time we hang out it's for the a ask. little too
0: transactional
1: yeah but you know i like that yeah, yeah. but I mean, you don't like that in somebody who's that's what they want from you constantly
0: i know i think we've talked about this i just don't have any
1: friends like that yeah this is not somebody who is really a friend got it somebody who's trying to kind of Got it. Edge their way in in all the wrong ways. Got it. (sighs) But what would you prefer? That's the question. Would you prefer somebody who's like constantly transactional or taking emotional space? Well, I mean, do I have to choose between these? Yeah.
0: I think if you're dealing with an emotional vampire that's taking a lot from you, you don't necessarily need anything from them. Yeah. I think you just got to cut them out, not out of your life. Yeah. But like you need to like not pick up the phone every once in a while. That's
1: right. Not engage. That's
0: right. Because we're engagers.
1: Yeah. We need to disengage more. Especially if you know that every time they call, it's going to be either an emotional suck or an ask. Yeah. Straight to voicemail. Right. Straight to Send that vampire straight. (laughs) Send a voicemail stick. (laughs) Um,
0: And then those that you need something from and they're not giving it to you. That's a conversation you need to have. Yes. Like Jill, I don't know why Jill is the person. Like, you know, you got to take the cold plunge, which is what Justin Baldoni says, just say it, like, I need more from you that I'm getting. Yep. I think
1: usually people, they're so caught up in their own woe. Yeah. So I think there's an easy way. I actually had a friend, a family member actually, ask me about this. They had a situation where they're just not getting that from their friends. Like, they're not getting the cheerleading when they have a couple big things coming up. Mm. And they're always listening to their friends, like, woe is me stuff. And like, I I know that this person's accurate about their assessment. Yeah. And so I said, you know... If you're going to communicate it, I think the easiest way is to start like, not with, hey, I'm not getting what I need from you. Start with when you have this big thing, you just say, hey, I've got this big meeting coming up. Like, you know, I need some, I need some pump up, you know, like, so it's like almost like jokey, but like, it's like a very casual way to get the ball rolling on them, doing the actions that you want. I have a question
0: for you. Another philosophical question. I feel like we get a lot of, you know messages or we hear a lot of anecdotes
1: from people I don't know friends don't seem to be doing they're not lifting their weight they're not pulling their weight yeah that's why we're getting the messages the people whose friendships are and friends are pulling their weight they're not going to message us right well you should though i would like some messages of like positivity we you know we should get more positive messages i want to hear the more positive of like you know, my friends did something awesome. Can you please send us some more? Like my friends did something awesome examples. Cause there are the miscommunication
0: examples, like the friend who always brought her husband around. Okay. Yeah. That was a miscommunication. Yeah. But like, if something great happens and your friends aren't reaching out, like, I don't know, like uh, to me, you're more optimistic. I'm like, well, that's not a good friend. Ditch them.
1: No. Cause I think some people don't necessarily always like a marathon is a good example. Like Some people may not even realize like that, how big of a deal that is to some people. Mm. Right. So they may not even reach out and go, that's awesome. You did that. And you may be thinking, wow, they didn't even like send me a note. Like I'm running a marathon. Yeah. I think that's like a great example of like, I kind of didn't realize what a big deal it was until I saw it up close. You know what I mean? So like on some levels, I think there is a, just a, it's like, that's a little bit of a miscommunication. So I think there's a way if you're the planner and you're the person who feels this way, like there is a casual way of being like, hey, I'm doing this big thing. Like, would love it if you could come, but you know what would be cool? Just send me a pump-up note. Yeah. And that's like not making it weird.
0: You know what this really dovetails with? Uh, I'm As I'm saying it, I'm just like, why don't people know? Why don't people understand what
1: you need? Because they're not mind readers. I said this to you. Yeah. They're not mind readers. Friends are not mind readers. And I think that's one of the biggest miscommunication problem is you're having no communication and you're calling it a miscommunication.
0: You're having no communication and you're calling it a miscommunication. Oh, interesting.
1: Yeah. Like they're not mind readers. If, what- if, if you are disappointed in your friends for not texting you before you had a big meeting or a big date or running a marathon or a big promotion, they may not know that the gravity of it for you. They may not realize the or they may have just forgotten whatever it was and you want them to pick up the slack. They're not mind readers. They may think everything's going well. They may think when they hang out with you, you guys have a great time and then they think everything's great. They may be the recipient of a hundred of your emails and not sent you one email and you've never set them straight about that. And they're not mind readers. So if you don't want to set them straight about it, sure, you could just cut them off and go, all right, well, this is too one-sided. But if you like that person and they're not a friend, they're not a friendship vampire, Mm. you know, they're not mind readers. You may just want to be like in a very casual way. I think the first way is casual. Is like, Hey, why don't you make the plans this time? Ha ha.
0: You know, that's a little
1: (laughs) passive aggressive.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I am actually continually impressed by how you do actually like change my mind about stuff. Whoa. I do. I do really like this idea that friends are not mind readers because I, 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 I'm very much like they're done. Cut them off. They didn't respond. <laughs> Who is this person who's not happy that you got a promotion? But you're right. Like they might not know. They might not realize. Now, again, if you communicate a couple times, yes.
1: then that's not great because we want to have grace in friendship, correct? Because our point is not to have you start cutting your friends out of your life. <laughs> that's what I would. Yeah, do but our point yeah. is to help your social fitness to help you know, rebuild, repair some friendships or just like activate them a little bit better or get your friends to do a little better, light a tiny fire under their ass of like, and you're, you know, most of the time you're not even asking for that much, right? Like you just wanted them to say, good job. Your friends are not mind readers, and, and I'm
0: assuming, and we know this from, you know, most of the time when you do the communication, then
1: they fix it. Totally. And a lot of this is that, by the way, a lot of this stuff isn't that level of like, oh my God, my dad died and you didn't text me because most people don't do that. right. The things that they're talking about are this like very intermediate level stuff that, you know, frankly, most friends are busy. They have busy lives. They got family, they got kids. They're not always thinking about you. I always tell people, there's nobody's thinking about you, even your friends. And so you get it in your head that like, oh, this person doesn't care about me. They didn't even like call me, you know, like I had a big thing coming up. It's like, they're not mind readers. Give them a little grace. But at the same time, Try to change those behaviors a little bit. This is this is one of the most important things we've done in this podcast.
0: Your friends are not mind readers. I'm gonna I'm gonna remember that. Should we do listener questions? Let's take a question. Asking for a friend. All right, guys. This is Asking for a Friend. If you have any friendship questions, ethical dilemmas, uh, send it to us on Instagram at Man of the Year Podcast, or you can email me or Matt. We're very easy to find on Twitter. We will anonymize it. Uh this Except is actually- for this one. Oh, this one we will not anonymize because this is coming from our buddy Dave. And it's a voicemail.
1: It's a voicemail. I love these. Uh, Can we have more voicemails, guys?
0: Yeah, if you want to leave us a voice memo, just uh, do it on Instagram and we'll put it on the pod. Uh, And let's see what Dave had to say.
1: Uh, Love the pod. I'm asking for a friend. So I've got these two friends. Um, One of them hooked up with this girl and it didn't really go anywhere. and Friend one was really upset about the whole thing and told friend two how he felt about it. Anyways, a few weeks later, friend two hooks up with the same girl mm. um, and they really like each other and they want to pursue a relationship. So friend two told friend one, friend one got really upset and basically said, it's her or me. So my question asking for a friend is what should friend two do?
0: Mm. Well, this is a really interesting one. First of all, friend two shouldn't have probably hooked up with this girl in the first place. Okay, tell me why. Well, friend one hooked up with her, liked her, was spurned by her, was upset. Okay, so you say that's out of bounds forever. Well, if friend two marries her, then it's fine.
1: Right, because that's what I was going to say. At the end, love conquers all, right? If this is really the person that you're meant to be with, like, Your friend's going to have to understand. But that only marriage is the only thing that absolves them. Oh, not even if they end up falling in love and dating? That's not enough? (laughs) That doesn't reach your threshold? (sighs) I mean, honestly, this is a really tough one because I feel like I've
0: been in both places. Like friend number one, they hooked up once. Right. So like whatever.
1: I think that's like not an ideal example. I think what our audience would be more relevant for them is if friend one had dated this person.
0: Well, then I actually think it's easier,
1: but I want to stick to this example. Okay. So
0: you you think friend is fair
1: game? Yeah, friend one hooked up with her one time and now friend two is having a relationship yeah, with this now person they get along.
0: If I said to you, Matt, I went out with this girl, we hooked up it was really great. Like I'm into her and she just like kind of ghosted me. I'm like super bummed. And then
1: three weeks later you went and go. It's tough. If the time period is that short, which sounds like it was, that's tough. That's a tough, that's a hard move. That's not a good friend. But at the same time, if the ultimate result is that they hit it off, like, you know, I mean, that's relationships are, you know, dating is hard. Finding somebody that you really click with, like obviously person one and this girl didn't click. Like, she has agency too. Like what? We just get, you don't get to claim. That's the other thing. You don't get to claim women. I, <laughs> of course I agree yeah. with that. You said it in a way that I. No, I'm just yeah, saying, I yeah. think a lot of guys, younger guys, especially, yeah. I think they have a claim. Of course, with, that woman can do whatever fuck she, she wants. I know, but I just think there's like this bro code that acts like women don't have agency. And like, she chose that she, she chose not you she's i'm not you're not right for
0: this but yeah but just think about like yeah. friend number 2 had a yes. moment where he ran into this girl
1: yes it's not a good friend move no doubt it's not a good friend move now the question is you know what level of friend violation is it you know that's the thing it's not like hey you're hooked up with your buddy's girl this is a a woman she went on a date with like let's let's get real here as an adult you know it's hard to find somebody. Look, you're single. I mean, I'm I'm married, so you're single. Like, hey, would you do this? First of all, if you knew a friend had you know hooked up with a girl, would you ne- Are you ne- are you now obligated to never hook up with this person? Honestly, what I think
0: that I may do is talk to him first. Obviously, our
1: number one rule on our podcast, right? Well, communicate. In this, in this
0: case, they didn't do that. They didn't
1: do that, so they both screwed up. Now he he might say,
0: "Fuck you," right. And then I have to deal with it. But I think if I ran, Hey, I ran, Jill is going to be our new name of a woman and everything. Hey man, I ran to Jill.
1: That's tough. Right. If he says, I ran into Jill, I'm thinking about asking her out. That's what he should do. Right. I mean, that's like our ideal great communication buddies. I mean, but he's asking forgiveness, not permission. Yes. No, he didn't do it right. But, but now his friend is putting him in a really tough spot. His friend is now saying, it's her or me but and now he likes this girl but what would friend number one say if he asked permission and could he just say no no a good friend is supposed to say yes you're you're so, you, scorn, you have my blessing the scorned guy would be like uh, I'm not thrilled. I'm not thrilled about it yeah but if you really like her because like that's the thing you you shouldn't randomly just date you know like why is he going out with this girl he's going out with her presumably because he thinks there's real potential yeah. but it's like hey i I just want to hook up with this person like no, why are you damaging your friendship just to hook up with this girl? But it sounds like, obviously, that's not the case, you know? <sighs> Look, in an ideal world, you ask your friend and they give you the blessing, but most of the time they probably don't. They go, hey, I'd rather you not. And you already knew that his friend would obviously rather not, you assume, and that's why he didn't tell him. Do we think that age plays a factor in this question at all? Yeah, I mean, I think, why don't we don't, I mean, we know that these guys are in their late 30s, early 40s. I mean, we're, we're assuming so
0: that I would think it's rarer if this happened for like older people. Yes. Um, you know, in your twenties, I think you just do whatever you want. Yeah. In
1: your twenties, you do whatever your friends pissed for a minute and then you hug it out. But okay. So this is
0: now let's just say, okay, he didn't ask permission. They hooked up. Now they're dating. He's like, I'm super into her. It's just like, it's putting, obviously friend number one's got to eat it, but like it's putting him in it. Like I feel for one. I feel
1: for one, one, but he's making the wrong move by giving an ultimatum to your friend. I don't like giving friends ultimatums as a general rule. I really don't like that. I had a friend do that to another friend about, long story short, this person had made a new friend and it turns out that new friend had done something bad to their old friend. Mm. And the old friend was like, it's her or me. Right. And I generally think like everybody has a right to be friends with whoever they want, but you, you know, obviously sometimes you have to choose loyalties. If somebody has treated your friend badly, like it's not ideal, but you know, sometimes like, you know, your friendship and their friendship are totally different things. So you think friend number two,
0: I mean, there's a lot of layers to this. Friend number two is now dating a girl who really likes. His good friend is like, like, do do you always choose the girl?
1: No. I don't think you should give an ultimatum. I really don't think yeah. you should give an ultimatum in that situation. He's, like, he's been given an yeah. ultimatum. He's friend number two. Right, so he's been given the ultimatum. Yeah. Oh, God, that's such a tough... I mean, like... So your friendship's gonna be ruined
0: with this guy anyway because then he broke up with a girl.
1: Right. It's not good. Yeah. I, I think, first of all, you go back to the friend and say, I don't appreciate you giving me an ultimatum. I really like this girl. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The friend one is doing that because he's hurt and he's mm, emotional. Yeah. And I think friend two... Owes him an apology, which was never given probably. yeah. First should start off like, hey man, I'm really sorry. I should have asked your permission. We've really hit it off. I really like her. I'd like us to get over this. How can we get past this? How can we, is there a way for us to get past this? Like, I know you're feeling her. I would feel the same way. If I were in your shoes, I'd be pissed at you. And I shouldn't have done that. And I'm being mad enough to admit that I was wrong. And I was a bad friend. Do you
0: think friend number two should say in cause I actually like what you just said, should he also say like, Hey, like
1: you weren't dating. No, no, no. Because the other guys hurt and pissed and now they're just going to like get into it and friend one could be like, yeah, but you knew I really liked her right. anyway. And like, right. just avoid yeah, that. Right. I think you just all, yeah, I, I think you avoid that cause you're just going to, that's putting gasoline on the fire of rejection. Don't you think?
0: Yeah, you're probably right. Like using logic isn't going to work. Right,
1: That's what I'm saying. This person who's giving you ultimatum super emotional. I, again, I don't agree with it. I don't think it's yeah. a good friend move, but if you really value friend one, but you also want to maintain this relationship, like you just have to go, look, man, I, I'm really sorry. I shouldn't have done this. It's yeah. the, I did the wrong thing, but we really like each other. And I, you know, I would prefer your blessing. Like I'm going to keep dating her. Right. But I just want you to know I'm sorry. Man, justice for friend number one, man. Justice for one? Yeah. You know, justice for one? Yeah, I just feel bad for him. You want him, but you want him to end the friendship? You don't want him. No,
0: want, I want him like, basically what happened is their friendship is going to be affected probably forever.
1: Yeah. Right. Like, you think? You don't think you can get over it? If they get, I think they get over it the second one finds somebody that he cares about. Ooh, that's... Well, first of all, two and girl, two and Jill, she goes set him up with she somebody, set
0: him up immediately, yeah. make it their life's goal, and then
1: they have an orgy and they swap one night, and then everybody's <laughs> happy. <laughs> hey, yeah. man, I was going to say it made you laugh, but no, you made yourself. Laugh. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, Dave, that was a great question. Great question: Did we?
1: Did we solve it? I mean, listen, I, please give us an update. Yeah, please give us an update. I think friend two put hat in hand apologize to friend one say I I realized I was in the wrong I was a bad friend I want to continue being friends with you but I'm not going to break things off with this person I, th- I see real potential with this person Jill must be some woman wow I want to send us pics of Jill send pics
0: asking for a friend
1: Guys, I was asking
0: for a friend. If you have any friendship questions, send it in and we'll answer it on the show. Uh, Theo, I heard we have some uh, corrections. Yeah, for a vocab debate of the day. Today was "jibe" <laughs> with a V versus jive with a V. Jive is in reference to being in harmony. Right.
1: That's what I was jive
0: saying. with a V is phony talk or like jazz music. So you were right. right. Oh, so pe- some
1: people start saying say, he jives with so, me. So you were in the and, smart right. category. And they, they don't realize they're just specifically talking about jazz music. Wait, how do you spell jibe?
0: J-I-B-E is the being in harmony. J-I-V-E is right. the phony talk like, talking Talking jibe. And what's a jive. G-I-B-E? Look up Look up G-I-B-E. That's jibe. I think that's like, I think it's when you make fun of somebody.
1: Correct, yeah. Insult or mocking remark.
0: Right, a jibe, like a dig. Yeah, got it. Okay, thanks, Theo. So what do we learn? Number one thing, friends are not mind readers. Right. So if you think you're in an unequal relationship, that's not ambrodextrous. I love that term. Your friend may not be an emotional vampire or a fan or they just, they
1: just don't know. Right. So I think it's on you a little bit to share what you're feeling and don't do it in a, you don't have to go heavy handed with it. You can just be like, Hey, you know, it would be nice if you shot me, shot me a note. I've got a big, I've got a big job interview tomorrow. I need a little pump up.
0: And if they don't respond well,
1: put that stick stick through the the heart. heart. All right, guys,
0: that's our show. Please let us know what topics do you want us to cover. We would love to hear from you. Be good to yourself. Be good to your friends. Love you, you, buddy. buddy.